0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B. And I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us. And if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right. All right. Let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today friends. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Michael Mims, this morning. This morning? It's not this morning at all. What time is it? It's the afternoon, but I've been up since 5 a.m. So anyway, it feels all day. feels like morning. Michael, how are you? Welcome to Wild Confidence.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. I'm just (laughs) blessed to be here. Uh, I am doing well. I'm doing well up in Chicagoland. It's feeling like fall for real this time. but yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here.
0: Okay, tell me this before we get into who you actually are. But what is Chicago land versus just Chicago? Is that just an area? And it's yeah, called that, or is that like? I have to be slang?
1: specific. No, Chicago land is like suburbs. Okay. Um, so it's suburban for sure. Well, although I'm currently more out in the farmland. But I say Chicago Land because people obviously know Chicago, and they wouldn't have no idea if I were to say like Elgin, Illinois. Yeah, so but it
0: makes it's just me a giant like circle, like, like Candyland. Like I'm like, oh, Chicago Land reminds me of Candyland, so I always I mean, think it's of kind it of, of a as party, magical place.
1: Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I also love Chicago. We went and had such an amazing trip, my husband and I, a while back. Um, and one of the coolest things that i've ever done is the architecture tour there yes and i would not you would not have could not have paid me to go on an architecture tour oh, but it man. turns out to be one of the most fascinating
1: the river fates. one right did yeah. you go along the river yeah yeah you yeah i know that they
0: tell you all about it, it it's so incredible
1: cool. that's definitely a must if you're a first time in chicago kind of thing
0: yeah Absolutely. That's the little Chicago tidbit of the day. Okay. So tell us about who you are, what you do, and how we're friends.
1: Yeah. So my name is Michael Mims. I am a Chicagoland native. Uh, I was born technically in Korea, adopted at six months, but that's a that's a different part of the story. Uh, I currently do a bunch of creative things. And so... Uh, I get to serve as the chief branding officer for an organization called Generation Distinct. I do a lot of content creation on my own, very much in the ministry space, serving next-gen leaders. And then I also do um, creative direction. I get to be a consultant, come on freelance, help churches, nonprofits organizations, small businesses, and even friends um, with their branding, their messaging, their content strategy, and all of the things that are necessary in communicating your message to the world. Uh, how did we become friends? I think was it was online. I mean, Instagram first, and then we both kind of jumped on TikTok, the, the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, that's when I was first exploring being a creator in front of the camera, I'm typically traditionally behind it, shooting content for others, but I started to do it and it was scary. And uh, I'm not a communicator by trade. Um, And so I was learning from people like you, Ainsley, um, just gifted in communication and learning how to talk about what you're passionate about online. And I think we just kind of developed an online friendship and then we got to connect in in real life. Not yeah. too long ago, which was so fun.
0: Yes, absolutely, and we had Hannah on Wild Confidence, uh, one yes. of the founders of Generation Distinct. I feel like that was around the time. Okay. Maybe that we all kind of met. I can't even. I honestly that can't makes remember, sense. But it's been years now.
1: Yeah, and you just hit. You just crossed a hundred plus episodes, right?
0: Yes, of Wild that's Confidence. A, yes, that's a
1: big. That's a big milestone. Congrats.
0: It is. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. Um, And I, I love doing this. I love getting to have conversations with the people that I either know and want to hang out with or don't know and want to meet and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But I love everything that you do. I'm such a big fan of yours. And every, you know, what's so funny is like, I have gotten so burnt out on TikTok recently And every time I go on my for you page, you are in the comment section of the videos. I think we have the same algorithm, but you (laughs) you have it like a little bit before me because every time I go and I'm like, yes, yes, Michael, what's that's amazing.
1: I try to be the opposite of a troll. I try to like,
0: no, it's all good. It's all encouraging things. things. Yeah,
1: yeah, but like do it in a way that it's helpful for people too.
0: Yes. Yeah. we must oh have the God. same
1: algorithm for sure.
0: I, I think we do. I think we do. But I'm also I'm always so like encouraged and challenged whenever I see you on there, even your videos. Like I definitely see your videos, but I also see you in those comment sections of random videos that I'm like, I don't even know how this is on my for you page, probably because <laughs> it was on Michael's. But yeah, it's amazing. So knowing where I'm at and in this place of burnout or just like I don't know what how I want to say it or what I want to say it, and like all kinds of things. I'm so curious to know from your perspective, like how can I personally and anyone in general overcome creative burnout? Because I know that like creation, content creation, and stuff is such a hot um, job right now. I feel like that's a, a quite a few, at least of our friends, our mutual friends, do it. So how can we overcome burnout or just the ruts or the blocks and that kind of stuff
1: yeah i think the first part and again i think a lot of this is almost even real-time experience for me like i'm on tiktok as well but in real time i'm losing followers i haven't been posting as consistent as i used to and i used to be like a everyday kind of person Mm -hmm, um posting every day uh and actually sharing things from my heart, not just like reacting to other people's videos. Um, so yeah, actually in the midst of content creation, I, I'm seeing like that stall in my engagement. And I know that can be discouraging for many of us. And, and authentically, like it really checks me like, like, how how am I doing? Should I still be on here kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest take away the biggest learning that I've had in doing this now for a couple of years is not creating for other people Mm. and I and I know I know as believers like in in content creators Christian influencers want to create for their audience and they want to serve their audience they want to steward their platform and and I Don't say you stop that. But I think when you think of creativity, we have to stop listening to the other people's voices and perspectives and even what they're demanding of you and take a step back and learn how God is really speaking to you in the moment and the content that he wants you to create. And so the algorithms will demand that you create the things that you've always created. It will demand that you stay as consistent as you once were. Um, All the gurus will say, you, you know, two, three times a day. And I just don't think that's sustainable for a Christian, someone who's trying to follow Jesus, trying to hear the voice of God first and foremost, but someone who really wants to be an authentic person who's going to yeah. experience the ups and downs, the challenges of life, um, to be in a place where you're always creating for that person that you ultimately want to reach, but don't maybe even have the, the emotional capacity or the spiritual capacity for in the moment. Yeah. So I would say stop creating for the algorithms and learn to pause um to take a step back even if you have to you know i think the biggest i think it's that that orphan spirit deep down in us in sort of the spirit of lack that wants to say if we step off the platform if we take a break if we slow mm-hmm. down we'll be forgotten and that's not the case i mean it is for people who don't know you perhaps but I think the people who have gotten to know who you are and if you've built a trust in your audience and you've truly tried to serve them in some way um people will understand and I think now more than ever they're they're gonna understand when you need to take a pause and take a break um so I think that's the that's the first part and then I would say secondly like switch it up like learn to switch up your creative routines mm. or the things that you typically do and I always say, um you can do all three but i would say switch something up in the someone the something or the somewhere and so Ooh. for for the someone is who is someone that you can learn from that maybe isn't in your immediate sphere of like who you're learning from who you're growing from um for example i i watch leatherwork videos and I have no. I mean, I think it kind of would be fun to use my hands, but um, I like watched leatherwork videos and see how people like. And there's some ASMR ones where it's like really cool. You see them, oh yeah, stuff, and then they're burning the little threads at the end. And I was like, this is so fascinating. But it's really cool because it's a craft. It's something that you can learn a process of, and it's mm-hmm. somebody who's doing something outside of what I typically do, which is a lot of digital online stuff. So who can you learn from outside of your sphere or who can you talk to um, that is maybe not even traditionally creative in our mindset? How can we learn about things from uh, an accountant, (laughs) like how they they build process and how they they streamline their thing? I think you can learn from anybody as far as how to optimize your own creative um, capacity. Something, I, I think part of Uh, part of the something for me is how do you then begin to do something new that you haven't done? If you're an online creator, why don't you try picking up something with your hand, take up painting, or um, if you typically speak on stages, um, try slam poetry or like try writing more. I think switching up the thing that you typically do um, and learning a process, especially if it's something that you're bad at, and I think if we have the humility to step into that and learn, uh, step into, learn how to throw a pottery reel, I think those things are not only extremely humbling, but it, again, I think it will spark up this, I, this. This energy in you for uh, like growing in the process and mm. being okay in the middle and the learning and not having the finished product in mind, knowing that you're going to be bad at it for a long time and you might actually enjoy it. So that's the yeah. something. And then somewhere, I think changing your typical environment. And if, if you work from home a lot, like I do, how do you like take day retreats somewhere that you haven't been before, or visit a new coffee shop or visit a new part of town. And I think those environments where you switch it up and change, change that perspective, you'll gain and glean from a new set of eyes. And I think God's going to do something special in those moments. And you'll have, you know, I mean, God is, truly he uses props he uses analogies and things you'll just gain so much of a new sense to what God is doing not in not just in your own life but in other people's lives too
0: yes I have so many notes (laughs) I just was like scribbling down and love everything that you just I mean I feel like I could chew it like so many things are coming to my head so like one of the first things that I wrote down, which is something that Georgia Brown actually told me yesterday because we recorded. Um oh, I love her. And she I know she's so amazing. But I was I think I may have been talking to her about, oh, the next book that I'm working on. And I'm just like, I don't know if I don't know how this is going to go. I just I don't know how many are going to sell. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. And she was. Talking about anointing versus the algorithm and how mm, wow like you don't have to worry about the algorithm when you're operating your in your anointing. And I was like, dang, I knew that in my head, but I tried to logic my way into a hole, mm-hmm. you know, and in into limitations. So whenever she said that, I was like, Oh, that was just so good. And I needed that reminder. So I'm sure that other creators and other people do too. And then I love that you said switch it up I literally before you even went into descriptions of things I wrote down painting because that was something that I recently just I'm not a painter I'm not an artist like I am not it but I took a little online class so I would know at least like basics and I love it and I've been painting like almost every day and I feel I love way that. cooler <laughs>
1: And there's no pressure for it either. It's not like you're like a goal in mind to hang it in a museum somewhere. You just paint it yourself.
0: Yeah, just in my house or wherever. And I don't know, I love it. So I was just so, it was so funny that I wrote that down and then you were like, pick up painting. And I'm like, okay, Lord, are you speaking through him right now? Because I hear you.
1: (laughs) This is your sign, pick up painting.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Okay, I have a question for you when it comes to this creation, because I'm thinking of like, you know, even whenever I was thinking of painting yesterday, I shot B-roll of it for a reel. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, oh, I didn't didn't like that. And I was just (laughs) thinking like, what is your idea of like batch creation and its relationship to authenticity? Do you think it's inauthentic to batch create and, you know, post daily throughout the week? Or do you think it's a strategy that is like, is like normal and okay what are your thoughts
1: there no i think i think for most people and a lot of the organizations churches brands that i talk to it's the most sustainable to batch create and i don't think i don't think it's inauthentic in the sense that oh this wasn't real time and i don't think anybody really expects that uh if we're being honest A lot of people know, especially when it comes um, into play where the person creating or you and I, like, we still want to live in the moment. And so when you have that mind that this has to go out right away or this has to be packaged right away, or unless it's like a timely thing. And again, i I know you've experienced this and I've experienced this where like, this is of the Lord. This feels like this. Yeah, This is right now. This is like a Rama word kind of thing. This, this needs to go out. Batch creating is, is such a helpful tool. So, so much so that I think it can free up mind space to mm be and explore other things like painting and creating in, in, in other areas. So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of critique against batch creating. I think it's, it's super helpful to just optimize how you even, how a person gets into the flows of creativity. Cause that's one of the things too. We're not always creative all the time, Yeah. or at least we don't feel like we are. And so, you know, even understanding, um, I, I like to call it my daily design. Like, when do I feel the most creative? Is it in the morning? Is it in the evening? Is it anywhere in between kind of thing and having flows where I'm like, okay, I know I'm at the capacity where I could sit in front of a camera and crank out a few talking head videos, or I can shoot B-roll and know that that's where I'm going to give it the best that I have in that moment. But also, you're a parent. You have to also parent. And you also have other roles and responsibilities. So those moments come in between, too. And it's not, I just I, I just think part of the world that we're living in now is everyone expects to, I feel like everyone thinks they're expecting from their audience the Kim Kardashian kind of camera follow me around yeah. for everything <laughs> and yes. I, don't, I just don't think that many of our lives are that interesting where we have to <laughs> yeah. document i know mine isn't i'll confess that that i need to I, that i need to create content for everything i also know that there's a balance of like not everything has to be the highlight reel yeah. so finding the balance of what works for you but really optimizing your schedule around when you feel the most energized for creating content um and it's different you know especially in video where you're you're a person on the screen or you're you're involved in some way than a graphic and the way social media is pushing more towards video content in reels and short form and long form and all the things i think um you have to be in a good place for that and and at least know that you can give your best in that moment
0: yeah yes i've definitely I feel like I have to batch create. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear you say that.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm I like. Think... I
0: truly feel like I have to, or else I'm not ever going to put anything out.
1: Yeah. And I think that's important for, um, on the other side, I can see people maybe like exploring this idea of like, how do I put myself out there more? Mm-hmm. And maybe the perception is that people are posting in real time. So for anyone we are pulling the you know, behind the curtain a little bit. Many mm-hmm. of us batch create many of yeah. us create content ahead of time. Some of us even will switch our 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 garments and make it look yeah. like at a different day. I've done that too. but uh, we do batch create. We do create things um, all at once so that we have content for the week um but yeah th- that's that's okay and then i would say if you're exploring or getting into this more i would say don't batch create and then sit there and look at what you created and then critique yourself so that mm. you don't even post it like yes. batch create with the intention of sharing it and posting it and it might not be perfect it might not be exactly what you visualized in your head post it, share it. That's the other aspect of it. Because I think once the longer, the longer we sit with it and we yes. look at it and then we'll critique it and or we'll compare it, um, we, we might not share it at all. So batch create with the intention of sharing and posting.
0: That is 100% true because I have found myself like I have to just schedule it and then not look at the schedule. I absolutely I like batch create it, schedule it, do not look at it. Yeah, Because I will go back and I'll be like, oh, well, I don't feel like having that conversation today. So yeah. I'm just going to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I think I have one post that's like, I've moved it and delayed it and delayed it and delayed it and delayed <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to post that. But I know that I need to. Yep. Um. So that's so funny. That absolutely happens to me all the time, which is why I'm like, full send, just do it. Just send it.
1: Just just, just send say it. Say it.
0: Just do it. Yep. <laughs> yep (laughs) um whenever okay I'm actually thinking like one of the reasons that I don't want to post it is because I'm I don't want to deal with the backlash of it of the potential backlash and I'm just curious like as a Christian content creator specifically on TikTok where it's like backlash city Mm -hmm. how do you handle that or have you ever faced that oh yeah I surely
1: yeah uh there's there's such a sh- I don't think anybody was designed to go viral. I don't think mm. that was outside of the gospel where Jesus says to proclaim the gospel to the ends of the earth. I don't think people's and this is just a this is a heart check for me because you know, if God decides to use the platform that I have and it lines up kind of at the right time where something does get out there beyond just my immediate sphere of influence like the, i am prepared now for the hate um yeah. the threats even i've and i've seen and heard much worse from other people like experiencing much worse but i've seen seen and heard the backlash the the criticism the the hate it's it's nasty people are really mean yeah and it does and can take its toll um again in this then the mindset that i had i've had um i try to kind of reverse troll people and just like literally kind of kill them with kindness where it's when you receive that content or that that comment um or even the stitches the, it's the stitches that really get me the most
0: yes.
1: because they'll like take a bite size of your thing that they didn't agree with and then just blast you on their channels. And that's going out to whatever they're saying. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do, not always well, but I've tried to engage in that conversation. I've acknowledged them head on face forward. Like, I would say like, Hey, thanks for sharing this. Uh, First of all, I didn't, I didn't think that that was really nice.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, but I would love to have a conversation with you about whatever it is. And yeah. there was a there was a moment I think that came that comes to mind where I post I posted a photo of like friends in my Hannah and Aaron and a few friends. And we, we were celebrating someone's birthday, and this guy comes on and starts just tearing, you know, my friends and everybody apart, and like, this is not church. I'm like, well, it wasn't necessarily church related we were you know having a great time together celebrating each other which is church but he doesn't know that and he just begins to like say all these things and i had this long dialogue probably too long in the comments and people were like watching this and i try to be as graceful as i can and then he and then um i direct messaged him i'm like listen um I think we're going a little too far on this. Let's hop on a Zoom call, let's hop on a phone call. Uh, let's let's like actually have this interaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um because I think it, and again a lot of people can say things behind a screen and and you know and I know that there's something much deeper than you know the pain or the thing that they're projecting on the screen. So if I can get behind or to the bottom of that and I don't have to solve their problem but I just want to maybe understand better um i can i can begin to at least empathize more from where they're coming from and it puts me in a less of a defensive position and more of like okay how can i love this person like christ so um i think to answer your question engage when you can engage and set that precedent that that it wasn't nice what you said um if you have that capacity to do so i i do some people it's might be just better to to you know hide the comment, block them, or whatever. And i I've done that in cases too, where it's just like you know that they're they're not coming from a yeah they're not a yeah. safe space at all, and that's just not great for anyone. Um, but this guy in this in this scenario, he begins to open up that he was extremely lonely during a time of COVID, and he lost his job, and he was experiencing unemployment. Oh, wow. like, oh my gosh, I can understand why why you know why you saw my photo um in my friends and it it, like triggered something in you and so it he apologized and we were able to like have this really human interaction and i think that's for many of us too we are creating content online so there is this this expectation that we will be criticized we'll be we will be judged especially for christ in the name of christ you're going to get that backlash um, but there is a human behind that comment. Um, and there is something you always, there's always typically something deeper than that. So, um, it's just another opportunity for, for ministry. And I shared this story, not, you know, I didn't even like post that as a testimony. Like, look what God can do when you like, <laughs> are a Christian influencer, but you just hide those moments in your heart and know that you ministered to, you ministered to this person and that person felt seen even unintentionally through the content that you created.
0: Yeah. But there's something that you showed in that moment that I think that is really important. And it's to be able to be interruptible because I think we do get in the cycle of our creation or our work or the hustle. And then we kind of leave the ministry by the wayside but we're doing it for the lord but really mm, yeah but really are we you know because yeah. if we're not willing to have those conversations and we just disregard then I do think that that's something that we need to kind of evaluate and you're showing him like hey i'm actually i'm also a human so human to human let's have a conversation that probably was so life changing for him and i think that that is that is ministry Like that is what it's about. And if we can keep that focus, maybe we could prevent burnout more. If we Mm -hmm. start focusing on that, if we focus on ministry moments on online or on platforms versus cranking out and feeling like you have to be a machine.
1: That's so good. I think my one caution, and I say this often, especially for like young Gen Z folks who are seeing their favorite influencers rise and they're like christian influencers who are good people and you and i know a bunch of them um and they were like how do i be like that person and they start copying Mm. their like first and foremost learn learn how god wants to speak to you and how he wants you to use a platform like that be prepared if your world does change upside down like turn upside down and you do grow a following the the weight of that knowing that but i my biggest caution for a lot of young creators and creatives especially is um that like don't this is what i say is like so much of our generation is is really in pursuing of reaching the ends of the world where we forget our own jerusalem
0: in our jerusalem
1: our Jerusalem is our neighbor, is our yeah. even our own very small local community. Um, and w- when you think of online, it's great to reach millions of people. But if you can even reach one person with an impactful interaction or share something that touches and changes the life of one person, it was worth it. It really was. Yeah.
0: yeah. I have a, a friend of mine who has arguably some of the biggest influence in the world. And she is, she's so gifted at being where her feet are Mm -hmm. and like online does not matter to her, (laughs) but, and yet she has this huge following online, but she's like, she's so present and it always inspires me so much more. And, um, I am currently going through the book anonymous that Alicia Britt, I don't know how to say her last name. Chol.
1: Uh, Chol.
0: Chole, Polly, Chole. Shout (laughs) out to Dr. ABC. C-H-O-L-E. Anyway, the book is so good and speaks to this exact thing. So I 100% encourage literally every person on this planet to read or listen to the book Anonymous because it's Mm -hmm. so life-changing, especially as a creator, finding that piece of, Mm -hmm. if I didn't show up online today, I showed up in the rooms that I was Put in i showed up where my feet were and that's that's good that works yeah you know that's enough yeah um and it's such an
1: honor and a privilege right to have a platform to have like that's their biggest thing like i am so honored to have a platform i don't think god necessarily says oh michael's gonna go viral on it like i don't think but but even in those moments i'm like this does have the ability to change someone's life and yeah. at the very end of the day, like give them hope. That's my like if I can inspire hope in someone, that was worth it. And I thank God for that. So I just like always being in a this space and practice of practicing gratitude, I think, is so important for what we have, knowing that yeah, as people, I always deter like I always try to distinguish for people you are a person you may have a brand but you are you are a person first and foremost and so We get, and a lot of us get into the mindset of how do I grow my personal brand and how do I get my message, my book, my product, my service out to more people knowing with the right intentions, it can help more people,
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: being thankful for what he's blessed us with in the moment is so important for anyone who's young in this or learning how to become a creator or creative in some, some sphere, like you have that, you have so much, um, influence already and i know that sounds cliche um but just because you have more influence doesn't mean you're making more impact
0: yeah oh that's a good point that is a very good point for sure especially whenever you're just thinking about the online space and how it's so unpredictable and Mm -hmm. going back to the anointing over algorithm that's like
1: such a good word
0: I know. That's what, when she said that, I was like, dang, you got me. <laughs> you got me good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm like so excited. I took so many notes and I'm just so thankful for your time, your friendship, and I get to see you and we get to hang out in November.
1: Let's do it. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.